0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Stress Podcast. I am so excited to welcome our next podcast guest to the show, and it's Holly. Hi, Holly. How are you today?
1: Hi, Julia. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me on, and uh, it's great to connect.
0: Yes, it's great to connect. I'm really excited to have you. I'm really excited to talk with you about gratitude and how gratitude might not always work. Um, but before we jump jumping into all of the things, let's start with a really few simple questions. How uh, did you spend your day today? Where are you located and what time zone are you in?
1: So I'm in Alexandria, Virginia, right outside of Washington, D.C. We actually live right outside of George Washington's Mount Vernon. Okay. So uh, Eastern Standard Time. And yeah, today was a busy day. I, um, I actually have a podcast myself. I just started the Grateful Warrior podcast. So I was working on um, batching content for that and then also had a a group coaching call, which was a lot of fun.
0: Nice. Very yeah. nice. Tell us a little bit more about you, Holly. I'm really curious maybe to get a little bit of insight into what you do and how you get to doing what you're doing today.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I'm a um, certified natural health coach turned gratitude and mindset coach. Um, Majority of the individuals I work with, come to me with a lot of really significant challenges. And what I found was that gratitude doesn't always work. And that's why we're here today. But I like to if you should I just start with the kind of the backstory and share a little bit about what got me here because it's been a crazy journey.
0: Please, yes. I just muted myself as well because my dog just sat down next to me, panting heavily. <laughs> oh, so, um, yeah. Sorry. So, I'll let you uh, um, share a little bit more about, yeah, who you are yeah. and like what your journey was coming yeah. to where you are today.
1: And and I think a lot of your um, listeners are coming from that place of being high achievers and overachievers. And I was there. I was the chief of staff for one of, uh, as I say, one of our nation's three-letter government, federal government agencies they make TV shows about. I'm under a non-disclosure, but you can kind of guess. Uh, but I was the chief of staff. It was a very high-level management position, a lot of responsibility. Uh, I got promoted to that when I was uh, 38 years old. So it was, it was pretty significant. And I was also racing Xterra Triathlons, which is the off-road Uh, mountain bike triathlons and I was mountain bike racing. I was on the Marine Quantico Marine Corps mountain bike team racing. I was the only civilian racing with the Marines. So it was just, you know, that the time in my thirties was just such a fun time and climbing the corporate ladder, a lot of stress going on. And on my 39th birthday, everything changed. I got the phone call, all the tests were already in progress, but I actually got the phone call and the official diagnosis on my 39th birthday that I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And, um, it was, I mean, who gets breast cancer at 39 years old, right? I mean, I was young, I was healthy, I was racing, I was doing all these things and I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I, after. After about a, a month of the boohoo's and like just being in all the feels, I started joking that it was a gift because mm. it was my birthday, right? Girls should get, you know, mm. earrings or flowers or even a card. I would have taken a card over breast cancer, um, but I started joking that it was a gift and I didn't know what that meant. So we'll just put a pin in that for a second, but I went through chemo and then, or i sorry, surgery, chemo, and then radiation. And then after treatment was over, I never got better. And I kept going back to my doctor. I'm like, something's wrong. Something's wrong. And they're like, oh, you've been through a lot. And I'm like, no, um, all the girls in support group, they're out doing those 5K pink ribbon races. Like I can't get out of bed. And uh, after many, many more test and blood work, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is the autoimmune component to hypothyroidism. It's a very slow, sluggish thyroid. So fatigue and weight gain are the two biggest symptoms that, that come out of that. And because I'm an overachiever, uh, my health didn't hit rock bottom once, not twice, but three times. And in 2017, Um, the, the fatigue from the autoimmune just got so bad. My health just crashed and the agency that I was working for illegally rescinded my family medical leave act and I was pretty much forced to resign. So that was rock bottom three times. Yeah. Three times in seven years. And, but you know what? It was a wake up call. Mm -hmm. Like I, I had to rearrange the deck you know, what was, what I thought was my perfect life. I had to start looking at it. Like maybe there's something better out there. This was my wake up call to, to swim upstream, to, you know, kind of figure some, some things out and, uh, and, and, and make a new life for myself.
0: Wow. It's really powerful. And I want to go back with you to, The time when you got diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 39, did you have like any, you know, did you expect anything? Because you said you like got all the results back. Like, did you go to the doctor already knowing something was wrong or was it just kind of like a general checkup? So
1: what had happened? Cause I wasn't, I mean, you don't typically get a mammogram until you're 40 and I just rolled over one day in bed and I found this, um, it was a, ended up being four centimeters. It's very, very small. I found a lump like right on my side and I went to the doctor. Fortunately, my doctor was like, you know what? It's probably nothing, but let's do some tests. And it was, it was probably a month and a half of tests and waiting until the, the yeah. actual diagnosis.
0: Yeah. And so how are you managing your health now? Because you said, you know, 2017, you hit rock bottom, like you went from multiple, health challenges to actually get that wake up call. Can I imagine that during those times you still went back to work and you were working?
1: Actually, no, I was, I was done at that point. That was when I started building up uh, my company, pink fortitude and fortitude.academy and, you know, really start to work with individuals with similar challenges and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, became a certified health coach and, Really, I think just in terms of the health perspective, looking at nutrition, looking at, you know, toxins and, you know, figuring out, okay, you know, as, as they say, what got you here, won't get you there. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want, I don't want this to continue. And I also don't want to be susceptible to something, you know, more serious down the road as well. So looking at nutrition, looking at environmental toxins, um, you know, what I eat, what I put on my body, what's in my home and the last piece of it which i think so many people ignore or it's just kind of the elephant in the room it's there is the mindset piece mm. and you know that was that was a game changer it really was again why yeah. we're here today
0: <laughs> and i mean i can assume and that when you are going through all of this it's really tough to uh, keep a positive mindset right
1: yes yes and you know interestingly My, um, so my mother, when she was pregnant with me, she was diagnosed with a very rare disease called Addison's disease. Mm -hmm. And this was back in 1971. So there was no internet doctors. I mean, it's still to this day puzzles doctors. So back then when they Mm -hmm. knew absolutely nothing and they told her, you know, she may or may not bring me to term. She may die before she's 30. Like they're telling her Mm -hmm. all of these things. And she ended up living until she passed at 73, just a few years ago. But her life mantra, she always said, it builds fortitude. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really knew what that meant until I was faced with my own health challenges. And I really started to adopt that mantra myself. It builds fortitude. It builds fortitude. And I always thought the it that she was referring to were the struggles in life whether, you know, health challenges or, you know, whatever, but, you know, the, these struggles build fortitude. And it wasn't until after she passed, when I was knee deep in my own kind of mindset and gratitude practice, that I put the pieces together. And the, it, that she was referring to all of these years was gratitude Mm -hmm. and gratitude builds fortitude And gratitude especially builds fortitude during those storms of life, during those tough times. Mm -hmm. And when that switch happened, oh, that was a game changer.
0: Wow. Okay. And so tell us a little bit more, you know, obviously, I think we all know at this point that gratitude is kind of powerful, you know, I think it's really interesting, because As I went, for example, for my own personal development journey, I think at the beginning, before you maybe start adopting some of these things that you hear, you know, people talk about, coaches talk about that you listen to in podcasts, you're always like, yeah, right, right. Like I I should practice gratitude and like maybe think of three things every day that I'm grateful for. But what is that really going to do? So do you have any um, insights or maybe backed up research on why gratitude is such a powerful tool?
1: Absolutely. There is so much science out there. Um, One of my favorite uh, articles to quote is in psychology today. And it was by Amy, um, Amy Morin, and kind of to paraphrase uh, the seven proven benefits of gratitude, because I think this really encapsulates all of the science that's out there, that it improves the quality of your relationships, experience fewer aches and pains, decrease anger, and um, anxiety, and then also increases happiness, enhances empathy and reduces angry outbursts, sleep better, comfortable in your own skin. And then my favorite is mental strength, which I like to call fortitude. And interestingly, even in my own community, and it's, it's not a formal science, it's more of survey based in terms of, you know, where they where they, when they come at, come in at, and then after going through my program so we're looking at a 57% increase in feelings of overall feelings of gratitude that's significant even a 10% increase is significant mm-hmm. so gratitude really is you know it's 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 this hidden gem that's out there that we have what almost 8 billion people on the planet everyone can practice gratitude but the problem that i see is that sometimes it doesn't work
0: mm-hmm. And why doesn't it work always? I mean, especially, for example, as you're going through these difficult times, right? Like yeah. how how do you keep a positive mindset when I kind of everything is crashing down?
1: So I've got uh, five reasons that I found through my own research that gratitude may not work. And then we'll go into two ways to uh, to make it work if that works for you.
0: Right. Yes, that sounds great. Let's get started.
1: Perfect. So the first one is the, is really what I think is the biggest one. And that's negativity bias. That is all of the negative all around us all of the time. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: we're in a place where it's not just negative. There's divisiveness, you know, you, you could say, you know, I, you've got a dog, I've got, I've got a pug, like, you know, puppies and, and then people will find reasons, right. To Mm -hmm. To not like each other because of one's got to take a side and the other one's got to take a side. Like, unfortunately, that's just where we're at as a society. So not only do you have general negativity, but then you have the divisiveness and then you add on some type of extra challenge or trauma or something along those lines. So, you know, it doesn't have to be a health challenge. It can be financial or problems at work, or, you know, maybe, you know, there's some layoffs. You might be losing your job or going through, uh, you know, divorce or personal relationship problems, or maybe the death of a loved one. like some type of event. So you've got all of this negativity and then you've got this event and it's like a, an inverted iceberg. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. And Dr. Rick Hansen says, he says that, that the negative emotions are like Velcro and the positive emotions are like Teflon. Mm -hmm. So that's our negativity bias that we, you know, we really cling on to that negativity. And then especially when it just gets bigger and bigger. So it's hard right it's it, it, negative emotions and gratitude can't live in the same space in your brain and that can be good or bad right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if all we see out there is negative and more negative and more negative it's it's just this self-perpetual cycle mm-hmm. so gratitude is is you know how we can we can break that and i hear all the time you know and and i know you've mentioned in in julia in your podcast about how you got started with the, the three list and how absolute life changing that was for you to, you know, to make the list of three things that you're grateful for every morning. I mean, gratitude does rewire your brain, but, you know, this is one of the reasons why it may not work for some people is because of all of that negativity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, and, and it's kind of like the, um, like, I call it the gratitude, the gratitude um, the, the, the list treadmill. And, um, you know, maybe you do it and then you're like, okay, I'm going to write down a list of three things. And then something negative happens, whether it's an argument with your spouse, or a bad day at work extra demands, things like that. And you're like, Oh, forget about it for a couple of days. And you're like, Oh, I got to make the list. Right. And then you make the list and then you forget about it. And then something negative happens. And it's just kind of the cycle, the gratitude treadmill, the, 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 the treadmill. So, um, so it's really being able to, to break that, break that cycle. And so number two, so that was the first one is negativity bias. Number two is stress. Obviously you have an entire podcast based Mm -hmm. on this. I won't get into that one, but that is a very huge piece of, you know, why gratitude may not work. Number four is what I like to call the balance of the overflowing plate versus the empty cup. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the phrase your plate is overflowing, meaning you have so much on your plate, you just feel overwhelmed and, you know, and especially in, you know, the work situation or, you know, adding some of these life events that's, that's going on. You're like, I just can't take anything else. And when your plate is over, overflowing, then your cup starts to empty. And you can't pour from an empty cup. So it's that balance, right, of your plate being too full and your cup being too empty. Mm-hmm. So to, you know, switch that around, to fill your own cup, and we'll talk more about that in a minute, but to fill your own cup first, right, mm-hmm. to, to make sure you're nourishing your own soul. And, and I also like to say hard yes, hard no. Right. Are we saying yes to all of these things that we're we feel obligated but are just taking up time? You know, can you say no to some things and say yes to the things that light you up and say no to some of these things that you just feel obligated to say yes to? And 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 we also kind of talk about gratitude being the space. And when that plate is overflowing, there's no space, right? And you think of, you think of music. Um, they talk about it not being the rock, it's the roll. I think it was Mick Jagger that said mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And when you listen to music, it doesn't matter what song, you can pick any favorite song. When you listen to music, there's a sweet spot in that space. And that's where gratitude spends its time, mm-hmm. is in that sweet spot of that space, when there's all the noise going on around you, and to be able to take those things off of your plate and to fill your cup and that gives you the space.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And then, um, where are we at? Number four yeah. is right. Number four is ignoring the mindset piece. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so often overlooked. I mean, Obviously, your listeners here, you know, are interested in that, um, but it's just so often overlooked. Like we, we, we take care of ourselves. We go for runs. We eat healthy. We do all the things. But then, you know, kind of that emotional component, it, it either gets ignored or it just kind of gets pushed, you know, to the to the back end. Like, oh, I'll deal with those emotions. Mm-hmm. But it's really when you start swimming upstream. And start looking at, okay, what actually caused this? And to really start taking kind of that ownership and accountability and responsibility for those emotions and really starting to address the root cause of that,
0: mm-hmm. that's when
1: things really start to open up for you. Yeah. And then, um, and then number five, and then we'll get into the um, couple of ways to kind of counter this. So the fifth reason that gratitude may not be working for you. And I just like to call this action versus transformation. And, you know, we talk about the list of three things, which again, you got started with it. I got started with it. All the experts recommend it. It's Mm -hmm. it's recommended for a reason. It's a good Mm -hmm. thing for a reason, but sometimes it doesn't work. And that's, you know, that's what we're here to, to, to unpack. And if you look at gratitude and making the list of three things, from the perspective of I'm uh, making a list of three things or is your intention to experience a transformation from being grateful mm-hmm. so is it a list of three things or is it a transformation and i think often times we go into that list of three things as a to-do list right i'm just going to make my mm-hmm. list mm-hmm. and yes it does help but if gratitude's not sticking it's not sticky gratitude there's a reason behind that. It's because we want some transformation. We want it to stick. There's got to be some transformation involved. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can look at it like um, I like to say like my rose bushes every spring, you know, the rose bushes start to grow. You have to prune them back mm-hmm. before they can grow, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you prune them back. You prune them down like I mean, I'm talking really close to the ground, probably about 12 inches to the ground. And they just look sad and these little stumps, and then they just grow into these beautiful rose bushes, Mm. you know, but you have to cut back. You have to get rid of all of that, you know, kind of negative stuff going on and all the sludge going on and, you know, and really start to look at gratitude from the inside out and look at it from that place of being a transformation. And another Another way I like to look at it, there was a um, there was a marine biologist who did a study with a shark. Have you heard of this one?
0: No, not. No, I haven't.
1: So the it was a shark in a tank with uh, fish because shark eats fish. And the marine biologist put this uh, plexiglass in the tank in between the shark and the fish. So the shark went to get the fish and it hit the tank and the shark went to get the fish and it hit or it hit the um, hit the divider. So I kept trying to get the fish and kept hitting the divider. So at some point the shark just gave up Mm -hmm. because like, I'm not getting any fish. So I'm just going to give up. When you're in that place of any of these five things that I talked about, it is, you know, the negativity and the, the stress and the overflowing plate and, you know, not kind of doing that emotional work you you're, you're in that place where you're going up against that plexiglass and you just keep hitting it and bouncing back, hitting it and bouncing back. Right. Gratitude's like those fish, like it's over here. It's swimming. It's like, we're still here. Right. Mm-hmm. Being all gratitude. Like we're here, we're swimming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's like, okay, we've got to lift that class up. Right. We've got to change something. We've got to change our environment. Mm-hmm. It's there. We just have to get to there. We mm-hmm. just have to figure out what's in our way. Does mm-hmm. that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that analogy that's really, really interesting.: Yeah. And
1: then one final way that we can really start leaning into a very powerful gratitude practice. I actually um, I teach this with my students in my group coaching program, is, is personality-based gratitude. And you, know, we all have we all kind of come to the table with different strengths and gifts and personalities. So, why should we think that what works for someone else is going to work for us? Like, if we're all different, Mm -hmm. we we should. I always like to say you should approach gratitude in the way that if you have different kids, you're going to love all of your children, but parent them differently based on their personality, right? Mm -hmm. So, I always like to say you meet gratitude where gratitude is at. And let gratitude meet you where you're at. Mm. And like, what does that mean? Right. We all have different gifts and strengths. Let gratitude come into you where you are at and where those strengths and gifts are. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure a lot of your listeners are, um, have kind of that driven, ambitious personality. Right. So maybe first thing in the morning, if that's you, that, that kind of power hour, you know, or, or half hour, 20 minutes where you maybe meditate or do your gratitudes, that's probably going to be your thing. And that's probably going to work for you. Or let's say, um, you know, maybe you, you're the person who's kind of the life of the party. That may not work for you to get up and, and do that. The Probably your first thing you do is getting up and jumping on Facebook. So find a buddy to do this with. Find a friend. Mm -hmm. or, you know, post your gratitudes on, on social media, be a little more, you know, outgoing, so to say with your gratitudes, if you're, if you're more of a heart centered person, kind of more of an internal person, pick one thing that you're grateful for. So instead of making a list, pick one thing that you're grateful for, and then just go really, really deep with that one thing. Mm -hmm. So every day, just pick something different and then go really, really deep. Mm -hmm. And that's a very powerful exercise for, for anyone too. And then if you're more analytical, that list of things that you're grateful for, that list of three things probably is going to be your jam as well. So amp it up, date your entries, and then look back periodically to see how, how far you've come. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so we've got five reasons why gratitude may not work for you. And then a couple ways to help you get started.
0: Nice. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing, Holly. Yeah, it's it's very interesting when you talk about all of that, because it makes me reflect on my own kind of gratitude journey and how I started and how I am applying it in my own life now. And I just, you know, I just set the intention um, at the beginning when I started with gratitude to just write those three things down, because I was like, well, you know, maybe I don't fully believe in it yet, or I like have, to, it's just kind of a to do action item me kind of thing. I just did it because it really didn't require a lot of time for me and I was journal I was trying to get into journaling at the time and so I was like well I'll just finish my journal entry with three things that I feel grateful for but as you were talking about all of these different things I think the most powerful transformation that I had as I was kind of just sticking through that process of just being like okay how long does it take to list three things maybe a minute right my maximum and um maybe sometimes it's hard to find these things but okay then you know sometimes I would stay more high level and then sometimes if I maybe had a better day I would go a little bit deeper but what it really did to me over the course of the last four years was the really the rewiring of the brain like really the rewiring of that negativity or like feeling like the plate was always too full and my cup was always empty was more the recognition the recognition in the moments when I would go through the day um, and starting to uh, really feeling the gratitude more Mm -hmm. during certain situations. That was, that was kind of, I think the most interesting shift for me that, you know, when I wrote down these three things, I would probably have times where I would feel very grateful during the process of writing it down, but sometimes I wouldn't Right? Sometimes it would just be more of a checkbox item for me, but then I just recognized um, through the process of doing that exercise, as simple as it seems, it's really sticked more in my day-to-day situations where I would like experience different things or um, interact with different people. And like the, all of a sudden, the, more of these thoughts would come up where I would be like, I'm really grateful for this or this is really beautiful. Like I, I just had more of these moments where, where I felt it more and more um, and actually, you know, I have a planner called the peak performance planner, um, that I just brought out in April. And one of the, the first question basically in the daily planner is what are the three things that you feel grateful for? Oh, beautiful. And the, the, the reason why I chose it is because it had such an impactful, you know, such an impact on my life and. And you know, so I, sometimes I still do it, right? I, even this morning, I was like, oh, here's the question, what am I grateful for? But I think just the moment of pause and reflection and mindfulness and awareness of, okay, I am actually going to use, even if it's just a minute to to pick those three things, um, helps me to bring it more and more into my life. So if people are hesitant and they are experiencing, you know, the five things that you just mentioned, kind of the negativity and so on, I would just say, just really try it out for 30 days, just stick to it. And, you know, you don't have to fully believe in it right now, but just see what it does to you um, more in the moments throughout the day. Instead of the moments where you actually sit down and do the exercise, because that's what made me realize how powerful gratitude really is. And, and so, oh, oh yeah, please.
1: Oh no, I was going to say you brought up such a great point because it's not a light switch. It's not an mm-hmm. on and off, right? Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I'm going to wake up one day and I've got a you know gratitude trophy around my neck. I'm like, yeah, Yay, I'm, I'm in gratitude now. It's 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 that transformation of gratitude starting with something that you do and then becoming who you are.
0: Mm-hmm. And so again, I, am kind of curious in your whole journey of like, you know, being diagnosed with breast cancer and then being diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. How was that for you from a personal experience? Did you, uh, you know, did you think of your mom and think, oh, I should start practicing gratitude. Did you hear it somewhere? Like, how was that process for you? And where are you at with that today?
1: you know, it's, it's interesting. I don't think it was one single event. I think it was just everything over time
0: mm-hmm. that
1: added up. And it was probably 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. that I actually went really deep into my gratitude practice mm-hmm. and started kind of putting all of this to, together. And, um, but no, it's been Like I said, I really rested on that mantra of it builds fortitude Mm -hmm. and, you know, being able to connect those dots that, you know, that's, it's the gratitude that it's, and it's also one of those things where it's not just being grateful for the good things, but being grateful for those storms, yeah. you know, not just being able to get through the storm, but to be grateful through the storm. I had something um, that happened to me in February. And for about the first month, I looked at it as something negative. And then all of a sudden something switched. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to get into the, it's a little too personal. I don't want to get into the details. But the second I was like, you know what? This could be one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I started to really dissect, you know, I couldn't, I, in the moment I was too into it, but after I had some time to just take a step back and look at it from a different perspective, and I was like, what can I learn from this situation? You know, and I think without realizing it, I think that that's what I did throughout my entire journey as well with, Mm -hmm. you know, the health challenges and everything was just start to look at it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm of that gratitude. And what can I learn from this? And the incident in February turned out to be one of the best things that's ever Mm -hmm. happened to me because I was able to dissect it and make some changes accordingly, Mm -hmm. you know, like back into it with the the breast cancer and the autoimmune, even like things like diet, you know, Mm -hmm. my health today is, you know, in terms of how I take care of myself is far better than it was when I was racing X terras.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah no I totally relate to that as well I think I've been really trying to practice more self-love and self like stepping onto my self-worth and self-confidence over the last few years as well and so it's been I actually loved what you said about the analytical piece of maybe going back maybe three years and see what did I write down three years ago in terms of gratitude and what what kind of how much deeper can I go today and how much more can I appreciate even the difficult situations or sometimes I'm even writing down you know, being grateful for, um, you know, taking time for myself or, or, you know, appreciating the difficult challenges because they are always opportunities to grow and to get better at. And um, yeah, I, I really love that. And so, so you said 2017, 2018 was that shift. Do you remember what made you think I'm going to start with gratitude now? Like how how did that happen? I
1: and, and like I said, I don't think there was one specific incident, but I do remember right before I ended up uh, leaving, resigning, forever done with the, the full-time job, so to say, um, I remember sitting on this stairwell and just, it was one of those big, ugly cries. Mm. And uh, one of my coworkers came over and she just kind of sat there quietly and just kind of patted my back and mm. she didn't say a word. She was just there. It was just a very quiet moment with a lot of ugly sobs. And I just remember thinking, it's just that whole fortitude thing. And I'm like, okay, I've been through so much. Like I just, my mind just kind of went back with everything that I had been through. And I'm like, okay, I can get through this too. I don't know how, you know, our income was cut in half overnight. You know, like how, how, I don't know how we're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. Um But, you know, but, but that was a big moment. That was a really big moment to you know, have you know, not just from a health perspective, but then from a financial perspective, of course, yeah. such a big shift, and ended up being, you know, to be able to start my own business, work for myself, being to impact hundreds of lives of others, and you know, start my own podcast and everything like that. I mean, it's just, it's, I wake up every day with so much passion and love and drive to go out there and to be able to impact the lives of, of everyone I touch.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, tell us a little bit more about your business and how you started that in that process of like resigning or, you know, and then I assume there was maybe some space in between or like, when did you know that that's what you want to do, what you're doing today?
1: Yeah, there was, um, there was a, a big space of just kind of taking care of my Action. health after resigning yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, but no, and, and pink fortitude was, it, it kind of started as a, as a hobby blog. So it was just kind of a fun little part-time thing that I did. And over the course of the the last few years, really being able to, like I said, became a certified health coach mm-hmm. and, you know, being able to take it and grow to a place where, you know, I've got fortitude.academy now, mm-hmm. and I've got an amazing group of women, um, in uh, called the Fortitude Lab, and we've got a group coaching program and the Gr- Grateful Warrior podcast. Like it's just been such an amazing growth experience for me personally. But then to be able to take everything that I've I've learned to be able to help these individuals become leaders in their own lives after traumatic events that they've been through and, and a lot of the challenges that they've been through and just to be able to, you know, see their world open up and to regain their personal power and to take these big, bold, courageous steps in their lives. is just, it's the best thing in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Holly, um, I know that you have a gift for our listeners today. Um, what, what is that?
1: Oh yes, absolutely. I have a quiz and when you take the quiz, you're, Um, results are personality based talking about gratitude personality. Mm -hmm. So the results are going to be based on your, um, your, you get your gratitude personality and the results have personalized resources based on your personality. So the free resources are after the quiz and do you want me to give you the URL to that?
0: Yes, please. Yeah.
1: So if you go to pinkfortitude.com slash and then the name of your podcast stressed s t r e s s -S d all caps and uh that'll redirect you to the uh, quiz and all of the resources
0: amazing thank you so much and i will obviously share that link in the show notes as well so people have it handy and can click right on it and what is next for you holly what are you planning to do this year what is your vision
1: so right now I am in a fun experiment. You'll love this. So you know how the m- whole morning thing, right? You're supposed to get centered, and there's all kinds of research and all the things. And I realized that wasn't working for me. Mm. So I'm in this whole experiment right now where I'm ditching my morning routine <laughs> and doing it in the afternoon instead. Mm. So, um, so that is going to be a fun experiment. And uh, stay tuned for the results on that.
0: Very interesting. I talk about,
1: we talk about flipping this upside down, right? Yeah. Just doing what works for you.
0: So, Well, and also just like testing out different things. Um, I love that as well because I am so, I'm very centered in my morning routine as well. And I really love it. But then I do experience, I think, still regularly afternoon dips. And I'm, you know, I'm also still trying to experiment what works best for me during that hour. And how do I overcome, you know, kind of that, that kind of that tired dip that you have after eight hours of waking. Um, So yeah, I love that. Let us know how things are going. That would be really interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, thank you so much for being here today, Holly. I really appreciate the insights that you shared with us. And if our listeners are listening to this podcast and just finished it, and maybe you think of a person right now that is struggling with negativity or struggling with stress and it does, doesn't really know how to get out of it, then I would really um, appreciate it if you would share this podcast with this person and help them in this way to maybe uh, start to change their mindset and see, hey, there's actually, we we know that gratitude might not always feel easy, especially at the beginning. And there might be these challenges that you experience. However, you know, through a lot of experimenting and just maybe sticking with a new routine for 30 days just to challenge yourself you can see how powerful gratitude actually is so uh, share this podcast maybe with a friend or colleague or family member and um, share that that's really helped you so already thank you so much for that in advance and yeah we are super grateful that you listened today thank you so much for being here and I hope to see you and hear you in the next podcast